Caleb, are you there? Yeah, I need to go throw these dishes in the sink, but otherwise... Oh, my Caleb! God. It's 6.18! <laughs> it's 7.18, dog. everybody thanks for joining us this is the forecast episode 59 uh if this is your first time joining us thanks so much uh welcome if this is not your first time welcome back the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every other thursday we are a group of people who love just exploring all kinds of things from video games to film to board games to random things that we just encounter throughout our everyday lives um you can follow us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash we are the horizon community or you can check out our website at we are the horizon.com Everything we talk about in the podcast, we also push out to our cast notes, uh, which gets pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. So let's get into it. We'll start the way, the way we've been starting the last couple of months. Um, what have you been playing lately? And Alex, I swear if you take more than five minutes, I'm just going to cut you off. All I'll right, let you well, start. God of War is listed in video games, but I've been playing that. So I won't talk about it right now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it later. Talk about it in video games. Nine Parchments is a game that me, Caleb, and then two of our friends, Sam and Cassie, have been playing. Uh, Four-player co-op. It's like a isometric dual-stick shooter, but it's kind of um, it's kind of like Magicka with like a way simpler control system. So like you have a whole bunch of magical spells that you can cast, but instead of like doing key combos to cast them, you just are selecting them from your your available loadout essentially like swapping between them and it's got like really tight combat arenas like where they they have like a bunch of uh different kinds of enemy types that are resistant to different like elements and things like that that will uh it takes like a lot of like team coordination to try to like lock enemies down with like freezing them and then like shoot like uh frost monsters with fire and like all this kind of stuff and like you stun people with electricity and it's a lot of fun. Um, it's very pick good. It up on sale. One of the best mechanics is every spell has its own mana and cooldown, respectively. Like they're sort of the same thing, but it has its own. So you're constantly swapping, swapping between all these different spells and using them, which makes it a lot more fun. And the art is super good because it's from the the Trine team. So if you've ever played any of the Trine games, they're not. I don't think they're the greatest games to play, but they're really pretty. And I think this one nails both the gameplay aspect and the visuals this time. Um, let's see what else is on here. I I played some Monster Prom with people, but I'll let Jake talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Cube Two. Um, I picked up Cube Two after Pax uh, Pax East because I didn't know it existed, and then I did know it existed. Um, what? It's. <laughs> It's basically like a it's a first person puzzle game in in the style of Portal. Like you've seen a bunch of copycats try to come out and be, but I think this one's really good. Um your your basic powers are you have a couple different colors of cubes that will do different things. Um you have a blue cube that will bounce you really high or bounce other objects really high. You have a orange cube that will extend from the wall. Uh, and kind of create a little platform and you've got a green cube that will like generate 
a box that that will like drop from where it comes out of. Uh, I don't know if there's any others because I'm not especially far into the game yet, but it's like really, really simple mechanics that they combine in really clever ways to to design puzzle rooms that are essentially just test chambers from Portal. Um, it's even got like the Portal 2 vibe of like a fancy, like polished factory that's kind of broken down. Does it feel um, like it's on the same level puzzle wise? Maybe not quite. Like Portal is a pretty much a masterpiece, Portal and Portal Two, but I I think this one is like the closest I've seen that because kind of hitting like the same sort of vibes. Because even like uh, the first person mechanic stuff of like how in Portal you'd have to like fling yourself around and stuff like that. This game has some of that, where you're like trying to get this box to land up with something to hit a thing to make sure that you get launched onto this green platform or this blue platform that will like launch you up in the air to make you get to this other spot stuff like that um or just like you know that you set up these complicated set of boxes and then like when you deploy the green one it's going to bounce through the couple different things that you set up and then land and break the wall that you're trying to get through things like that Hmm. And they keep on surprising me with like the the clever ways that they use the mechanics. So it's pretty awesome. Um, also, we've been playing a lot of Siege. I guess I'll let you talk about that. And then a lot of Dota because the Battle Pass just came out. But Battle Pass! I don't know uh, if we'll get there. You know, I, I'll, I'll just jump on to Siege real quick. Um, I think we tried to play this. I don't remember how many years ago. Maybe Kayla will remember. But when we tried to play this with Danny... Yeah, one of his friends, and uh, he is like top tier. Well, at least as far as I could tell, top tier siege player. He's got a very high could, rank. I could have sworn a couple times he told me to just shoot through like two holes that were aligned in two different walls because he knew someone was laying there, and I was just getting shot from places I didn't even know you could get shot from. So I hated it. It's a uh, common thing in siege, still. You know, it is, but I think they've they've made a lot of adjustments to. Um, netcode issues, just uh, gun uh, sway, where you're aiming at versus where the bullet travels. Um, they've done a good job, and their player base has grown steadily. And I think we mentioned that last last podcast we did. But um, ever since we started playing uh, Due Process, I really was like, man, we need to get back into a game that's very much, uh, you know, five v five, trying to take over a building or a space, and he's just kind of doing that for me right now. Maybe. Maybe due process will just come out finally. <laughs> that's a joke. That's that's my joke. Yeah. Uh, also been playing dotes, but we'll talk about the um, compendium here in a second. Caleb, what have you been playing? Okay, so I recently got a PS4. So I've been playing a lot of PS4, like a lot. What? So the first game I played was The Last of Us Remastered, which is it's really really good. Like the characters are awesome. The writing, the dialogue is like really good, and the story is interesting enough that you follow it all the way through the game and the gameplay is a lot of fun so it's really good and then i jumped into uncharted which i'm gonna be honest not a big fan of it's like a, <laughs> it's like a it's like a movie in game form but i don't know i'll just watch a movie that's like two hours instead of a game that's like 10 well you'll watch a movie in two, for two hours but it's like broken up into smaller segments over several <laughs> days i mean if, if it must be yeah sure <laughs> and movies like Man, that guy is really cool. And games like, man, I feel so cool doing this. None of the combat did I actually feel like 
cool doing it. It was just kind of what? like the combat. I feel like just existed for me to have to do something for a while. Oh, come That's on, man. you I don't think like. cover based shooting has gotten any That's more so novel? Boring. Ah. <laughs> And they only give you the really good weapons back. when you finally kill the bad guys at the end of the fight, and you don't get to use them because you go to a cutscene, and then suddenly you don't have those weapons anymore. All you have is your pistol again. It's dumb. What about like the grappling hook? Okay, the grappling hook is kind of fun for those uh, like scenic events that happen, where it's like guaranteed what you're gonna do. You're gonna have to slide down this one ledge and grapple onto this one thing. Man, the, the, the grappling, grappling hook in combat, combat is so cool is so underused in that game. <sighs> you can use it in, like, two places. <laughs> Otherwise, it's unusable, because they all just murder you as soon as you, like, get on it. What difficulty were you playing on? Regular. Really? Yeah. So many times, I was playing on regular, and I was at, like, full health, and I hop on a grappling hook, and by the time I landed where I jumped to, I was basically dead. They had to shoot me, like, one more time. Wow. It was very frustrating. But, Whatever. I moved on to Horizon Zero Dawn, which is also really, really good. It's got a really awesome setting, which if you've read the Broken Empire series uh, by Mark Lawrence, it's very, very similar, and it's very, very cool. It's like a post-apocalyptic thing, but where they've all of the like groups of people have been sort of been knocked back to like uh, really early, like Stone Age, basically. But it's got these like mechanics where the technology still exists in the world and still like means things. So it's in Horizon Zero Dawn. It's all these uh, robotic dinosaurs, which are a lot of fun to sort of take down or tame if you must. There's this one monster that I saw just recently that is so much bigger than all of the other ones that like I saw it at first and I was like, oh, that's a new interesting one. I'll try to scan it, but it was too far away. So I, like ran forward like a long way. And I was like, man, this thing's really big. I tried to scan it again. I was still too far away. So I sprinted forward like farther, really worried that I'd get seen by it. And finally you get to it and it's like absolutely enormous. It was really cool. I thought, so this is like post-apocalyptic. I thought this was like placed in the, I don't know if it was like 60s or 70s. Like they were, everybody's, isn't it like agriculture based? And like they use a lot of the, maybe I'm talking about a different game. This is always me. no idea what you're talking about. 70s. This is always me. <laughs> Every this time. is like Stone Age. Oh, it is like Stone Age. Okay. Yeah. Sworn They're I using like spears, bow and arrows. What? Except for it's, the robot it's dinosaurs. Future Stone Except Age. for the robot dinosaurs. Yeah, they're also there. And the place they call, <laughs> quote, the metal places or something like that. I'm so Which confused. are like places that, you know, are modern world. They, but like used to be cities destroyed. or something. Yeah. Holy crap. The metal places. It's very cool. And the sense of scale you get in that game from all the giant robot dinosaurs is crazy it's really cool uh i've also been playing some pillars because the new pillars came out and i wanted to finish the old pillars before i start playing it i haven't played the new one yet i'm excited to do that i hope it's more like tyranny because pillars has this issue where it's really long and it's really slow <laughs> but tyranny was really fast and great so maybe it'll be more like that i mean tyranny was still like 40 hours right it was like i think it was like uh 25 to 30 oh, okay pillars is like 40 to 50 gotcha I've also been playing Battletech, which relatively recently came out. It's a turn-based mech combat. It's like if you took Mech Warrior and combined it with XCOM in like the best way possible. It's really good. It's got some really cool management mechanics, uh, and the combat is a lot of fun. Even if it, like, you can't, your people don't necessarily die very easily, but they can die. But your mechs get destroyed really easily, which is a pain to have to like refit them with new arms and weapons and stuff. 
but it's really cool. I like it a lot. Chat, what have you been playing? Uh, cool, cool, cool. So, I've been playing a bit of Fortnite. Um, I'm going to touch on that. No way. A, li- a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, but one of the things I didn't want to say is that Twitch just came out with another, um, there's like this thing called Twitch Prime, and when you get it, you get like exclusive stuff from uh, Twitch that they partner with like games and stuff like that. So they partnered with Fortnite again, because there's already been a Twitch pack, number one. This is Twitch pack number two. Uh, I clicked onto Ninja's stream just to kind of see if he was rocking the gear to see what it looked like, and he was, and then I looked at his chat, and in his chat, it just said Twitch Prime subscription, Twitch Prime subscription, just like spamming throughout his chat, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, everybody just now realized that they have Twitch Prime and they're just subbing to him, and like, (laughs) there might have been one or two people talking in his chat, but the whole thing was just filled with subscriptions, and I was like, this is incredible. So anyways, uh, I've been playing Arma 3 a little bit, a tiny bit. Like, I'm trying to get back into it um, because a couple of my friends uh, invited me to a role-playing server. And so that's been pretty interesting to kind of uh, see that developed and kind of jump in there and and see what a role-playing server looks like. Uh, There's, like, no military-esque stuff going on. There's no, like, tactical uh, squads and tanks. It's literal, like... You're a civilian and you're trying to make a living. It's kind of interesting. Uh, this is starting... not like Frank's Arma. Oh no, it's not this like Frank's Arma. It's complete opposite of the spectrum. Okay. Which I did tell Frank about this, and I think <laughs> I think I didn't tell him what it was because at the time that I told him, I didn't know exactly what it was. So right. I think he's gonna be disappointed when they he finds have like out. Uh, like server rules that you have to follow and stuff, and they've got like um yeah, like I had to come up with a actual like role-playing name now they don't get too hardcore where you have to like come up with a different voice or like backstory or you just kind of have to role-play whatever you choose though do they have like law enforcement on the server yes that will come like arrest you in game and stuff Yep, we're gonna have like (laughs) cops and then you have to like initiate gang wars and stuff like that you can't just kill on site um so it's it's interesting sounds cool uh i could get you all involved in the server if you want to you know grow this little community Um, so Stardew Valley I started playing a tiny bit of that uh, because I was waiting for the multiplayer I bought the game for Caitlyn a while ago and she's like destroyed it like she's done everything you can do within Stardew Valley Uh, and then we're going to talk about some God of War soon so I have have that written down because I've been playing a little bit of that so there's some multiplayer mod that Sam and Cassie have been using for Stardew Valley for quite a while Right. I don't know I didn't, how good it is, but I didn't want to do the mod because I didn't. I wanted to it to be official, and so now sure. the, the like beta has come out uh, to where like like I didn't know what the mod would entail, and mm-hmm. I didn't know if like you'd have to do like save files differently or something like that uh, away from the official. Anytime I've ever done a mod, and then I've like wanted to go back to it, like you have to do weird stuff to your game, like down downgrade it or whatever. Sure. I didn't want to have to do that stuff. I just, I just want to make sure you were come out. Oh, yeah, aware no, of I, it I knew the thing it, it was out. I just didn't want to have to go through the process of like modding it. Sure. And I was the, being lazy. The developers said that he was going to do official multiplayer like since he launched the game. So yeah. It's coming at some point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other people are faster than him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jake, what have you been playing? Ooh, okay. I haven't played much, honestly, which is why the only thing I've written down is Monster Prom. Monster Man. Prom! What What's game? that, Jake? Okay, we need to calm <laughs> it down, like, a lot. Sorry. <laughs> it's just such a good game, man. It needs a good intro. Okay, maybe next time we'll get it. <laughs> but, so it's like a... The way it was described to me at Paxis, which is where I found out about it, is a competitive dating simulator. So, of course, I, like, bought it immediately. <laughs> like, it came out, like, a week after Pax, and I was like, yes, we're gonna play this. So me, Caleb, Alex, and Owen... Hi. ...played it. Yeah, thanks, that's Owen. <laughs> we played it, like, a while ago, and it was a lot of fun. If you've ever played the game The Yog, it's almost exactly like that, where basically... There's like three phases, and you each have a character with different stats, and each time you choose to like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym this session, or I'm going to go to the school or the woods to have a rave or whatever. And depending on where you go, you get different stats, and then usually within each location, there's like an event that happens, and you get to like make a choice on what to do about that event. And it's a lot of fun. It's very it fun. It was a super amount of fun. The writing on it, it is fantastic. It, yeah, yeah, it's good. Surprisingly very, very good. And each of the characters usually has, like, some sort of story that they almost end up going through throughout the game, which is really cool. Like, I I think I had, a, like, a ghost costume that I wore constantly that keep, <laughs> yes. kept popping up. You did. Jake you had, a had, like, a holes corpse. They kept did. coming up a lot. He made corpse, like, a fashion statement, which was cool. <laughs> I wore it as a hat. It was <laughs> very like fashionable. A, is this just, like, a theme that ties into your character that's not related to anyone else? And well, other it's people more are, like, like picking so up there's on? also a shop that you can go to. It just okay. kind of shows up randomly, and like, so I went to the shop, and it was like, hey, do you want to buy a corpse? And I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, I do want to buy a corpse. And then it, like, came up a few times, and same thing with the sheet. I feel like Alex's event didn't have anything to do with the shop, though, right? Because he did, like, the yeah. party thing. To be but... fair, yeah. that is true. But yeah. uh, the sheet and the corpse were both labeled as event items. They were. Which is yeah. why, like, those things happened. It yeah. should also be mentioned that everyone lost except for Alex. Mm. Yeah. Because I guess I'm, I didn't I'm mention the, the point of the game... Is to get a date for the monster prom. Also, I guess I didn't mention that you play as monsters. <laughs> Man, I really kind of just. I mean, I feel like it's in the name, though. I don't think I have to explain that you yeah, play as like a zombie. Was it a zombie, a fire wizard person, the bride of Frankenstein, yeah. and a black guy? Yeah, I don't still know what not super sure what he's supposed to be. Don't know what kind of monster he is. But he's black, so there's that. Yep. He's just kind of like a shadow he's or something. He's not like African American. He's like literally like liquid black. Yeah, like. I, but the way you guys always describe it is just—he's <laughs> the it, black guy. I don't he's know. Some, <laughs> some black guy. He's got a little thing on his shoulder, which probably means something to someone in the world. But I'm not sure to us. somebody could look at it and say, "Oh, he's this," but we are not those people. We so us will always be black guy or Stefan yeah. too, as I <laughs> named Stephane. him. Right. <laughs> His name was Stefan too because we started the first round and realized we had to restart because we messed up a setting. His name was Stefan. And then so when we restarted, he was like, no, that name was already used. I have to be Stefan too now. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. What was striking about this game, I think, like Owen said, the writing, it's super clever. It's super like fast paced and witty. And it just seemed like there was a lot of it. Like there, there is. Yeah, there's like no, there's, so much. So, so here's the thing: is I've played through this game three times now, and I still like a, a couple of things have overlapped, but a lot of it is still new. Nice. And for the fact that you can get through three run-throughs in a game and you're not having a ton of overlap, especially in like a dating sim, is very amazing to me. And uh, my girlfriend has played it more than that, and she was mentioning the fact of how, like, 
we were going after like I uh, tried to romance um, Miranda, and I successfully took her to prom. And her run through that she romanced Miranda and took her to prom was completely different. She oh, like yeah. cool. she actually slept with her. There was oh, like a oh, wow. scandal, and I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I didn't get that. All I got was like a "You are her, you are her like sex slave person, and do everything that she asks, and she's like you will take her to prom because she commands it." And so like I I technically won. I took her to prom. But it was definitely not in the way that like she took her to prom, where it was just like, "Yo, oh. she's oh, yours. she took her to prom." <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. But, when but, Jake like, says it's like the yog, it's it's much more like quirky and comedic than yes, the yog. Very the much yog so. is like super serious and depressing. Lucas, speaking yeah, of that point, I felt point. like after playing the yog like twice, I'd seen just about everything there was. Really, I've I not really so. experienced that with the yog. I feel like there was a lot of overlap. I've seen like, stuff in videos that we've never, like, never encountered, despite the fact that we played it like fifteen times. Well, I'll confess to never watching a video on the Yog, but <laughs> so also like, how long is the Yog? You think like forty minutes a run or oh, something yeah. like that? Yeah, probably around that. Something we didn't mention about Monster Prom: a run of this game is two hours long. Yeah, or longer depending on how much you're laughing. Yeah, I wonder if we actually took longer than that. Uh, I have the exact answer. It was just over an hour, I think. Oh, that's it? Was Hang it on, really? let me check. There's no way. I don't I'll think check. it was an hour. Keep, keep doing the podcast. Uh, <laughs> and it was, like, it lets you choose if you're going to use voice acting or if you're going to just read the text. By and the way, so the we voice. turned off the voices and all made our own voices and read the text out loud <laughs> yeah. the weird thing about voice acting i think it's only for your character not for all of the sub characters it's oh, it actually really? not yeah. for your character and oh. it's literally just little bits like if you have the voice acting on it's just like every once in a while they'll just be like they'll start whatever their line is they're like hey that's me oh. but they won't oh, say okay. whatever else is in the thing so you still have to read it you oh, that's the reason why it says voice effects, I think. Yeah. Just over yeah. two hours. I was wrong. Okay, just over two hours. Two, there we go. So about right for what they said. It's like, do you want to play the normal thing? It's about two hours long. Or you could play the short version, which is an hour and a half long. Yeah, it's only an hour like, what? <laughs> Barely shorter. Yeah. Like, what's the point in doing that one? But, yeah, it's it's super cool. Did the voice part just make it a lot better? Like turning that off and doing it yourselves? I think that yeah. made it. Dude, yeah. I love doing it that way. I Based on what I'm... Owen said, I think even if we turned it off, we'd have still have done it because they yeah. don't say the whole line. If, the... if you were like playing alone, it's fine to turn it on because then you can kind of get sure. like an idea of what the, your different characters sound like. But yeah, if you're just you know doing it in a group, just everybody pick your character and do some voices of other characters. And I mean, we had a blast with it. <laughs> yeah, we did. I don't remember the name of that uh, RPG we played a while back. Um, it was me, Jake, Alex, Caleb. Fiasco. Fiasco. Oh, yeah. yeah and right. I just remember that It's part of that an... long-running series we're doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Part of that one, video Jake. that I edited one. together and uploaded. Yeah, Alex, how'd that go? You gonna upload that soon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's coming, it's coming along. <laughs> How's soon? the next Humble, Humble Monthly Bundle oh, coming? Oh, shut it. We stopped that. <laughs> you know this. You know this. At least we started that at some point. <laughs> mm-hmm.
Mm-hmm. Jux Miss like Cam, tracks we down our podcast for a while. <laughs> Jux, oh, Jux he like he like tracked down our podcast, and every week he listens for like any mention of the return of the mumble. <laughs> Jux, so sorry, if, you were, Jux. if you were here, you're awesome, but we're not going to continue that series. I apologize. Oh, Caleb. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, Jux was the only one who ever watched this. Commented commented on every video and was like, hey, I love these things. And we were like, yeah, yeah. we love he you was too, awesome. buddy. He was awesome. He was the only great. one who cared. And then we stopped. <laughs> and then you stopped. Well, uh, sorry, Jux. Oh, and real quick, right before we jump into video games, anything else you played? Yeah, uh, it was our good friend Tim's bachelor party last weekend. And so we got drunk. And played Overcooked, which oh, nice. I don't recommend doing. Seems very difficult. No, it mm-hmm. was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Overcooked um, is fun. It was it was fantastically fun. Um, we had a good time with it. There is uh, lots of screaming, but if, yeah, if you haven't played Overcooked, it's on the Switch. Uh, check it out. Um, PC the one thing that I was really impressed with it was that as you progress through the game. If you do well enough in your missions, uh, you unlock characters that you can play. And so you kind of have a couple of standard characters. And as we were playing, we were getting characters that were uh, a little bit thinner or a little bit wider than most people would be. We were or getting raccoon. Yeah, we were getting raccoons and cats. Uh, we also got a character that was in a wheelchair. And I, you know, I was starting to like sit there, I was like, wow. Look at this game. Look how much representation is in this like very simple game on the Switch. And uh, I was like, well, "This is really cool." Of like, you know, it it has a disabled character in it. How many times do you see a disabled character that you can actually play as in a lot of games? I was like, "This is this is really cool." Um, and then that also made me think about how when we were playing Monster Prom, um, they mentioned the fact that the uh, when you when you pick your character. You can pick what pronoun your character is, he, she, or they, uh, which I was like, again, wow, look at this game having representation in it for uh, people that do not identify into the gender binary uh, or are transitioning somewhere on the spectrum. I was like, this is super fucking cool. Um, it also had uh, Damien, one of the characters, has two gay dads. Which I also thought was really neat. But anyway, it was just like a really cool example of the fact that there are these games that are now coming out that are hitting all of these great representation things. And we're finally getting them in our games. And uh, I'm liking seeing that in our kind of mini games here. And I'm hoping that we see that more broadly in some of the AAA titles uh, in the near future. Um, I think we need more gruff white men. Uncharted Last of Us is all I felt for a while. <laughs> we we need less bad? characters that that one dude can voice. The only guy who does any video game voices. <laughs> yeah, seriously, what the heck? It's just like a super sharp chinned, six foot two, barely buff, maybe sometimes <laughs> slightly bearded white guy. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. It's him okay. and Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer's been showing up everywhere recently. That's true. Nathan uh, Fillion's in a lot of stuff, too. That's true. Yeah. Which Let's is talk, awesome. Uh, Nathan Fillion's amazing. Yeah. Since we're already jumping into video games, um, we have several things that we want to talk about here, uh, just kind of rolling through. One of which is... Owen, I'll let you talk about this. You guys have been playing some Overwatch lately. I don't. Is the event over and done now? Yes. yes. The event's over. Okay. 
Um, that how long did that last? Is that just a month? Yeah, it was about a month. About, about a month, yeah. Okay. They are currently. Um, it's it's not an event, but yesterday they started uh, their team up with the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. And so if you go into the game, you can buy a Mercy skin, which all of the proceeds go to the Breast Research Breast Cancer Research Foundation. There we go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's actually a really cool skin. Uh, it's a it's a it's like this uh, very pink flowy skin, uh, kind of sportsy cheerleadery, I guess you would say. Um, I bought it because I'm a sucker and $15 is nothing for breast cancer research. Um, and it actually, I don't know if the other Mercy skins do this and Jake, you can, you can tell me, I don't think they do, but, uh, this one makes, uh, some different noises, uh, when you like fully heal somebody, when you do your jump over to somebody, uh, when you're rezzing, it has this kind of like hearts, uh, song kind of playing in the background, like kind of like the Cupid heart thing, like uh, that happens when you like res somebody. It's Can really you do neat. that again? Oh, that's just somebody record that. Oh, wait, I think we're, we're recording now, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think you have that. Yeah, I hope so. You know, um, <laughs> imagine if uh, somebody like Valve, when they put out Arcana sets for Dota, was like, hey, we're gonna donate a portion of these $35 cosmetic items. What? To yeah, there are yep. arcana sets. How many arcanas are there, Alex? No, you have any a handful. Idea? I mean, six, seven, five, six. They're all thirty-five dollars. They never go down in price. People buy them all the freaking time. I mean, I, it's just I, bull I own three of them. Money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's the entire proceeds. It's not just a portion of it. Everything's going to it. You can also buy T-shirts. Which are thirty bucks and fifteen dollars of it go to the charity, and they're also doing um, uh, a com like community events. So if you're watching uh, different uh, streamers, that uh, donating to the streamer, a portion of that is go also going to uh, the breast breast cancer research uh, foundation. So there's just like a lot of uh, just a lot of going on that they're doing to try to um, you know uh, raise some money. For a good I cause. Just, I just realized something. Is this the first time that you've been able to purchase a specific cosmetic mm -hmm. without yes. without doing like a loot box? Uh, That's right. Technically, wow. you can buy the Overwatch oh. League skins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that and also like the if origin bought, skins. Yeah, the origin oh, yeah. skins you could get if you got like the beginning pack. But other but those this really is packs, right? Yeah, this is a a single skin that you can buy. Um, Interesting. I yeah, like it's really that, cool. I like that that's exclusive and that everything else, skin wise and re regardless of rarity, is just getting it out of a crate. Right. And it's not, you know, we're not doing microtransactions for. We've talked about this several times on the podcast, but I think everybody's just tired of that. Yeah. So, Overwatch does it very well. And I'm glad to hear that they, if they're going to release something that costs money, that they're going to donate that to something that's important. Yeah. They're, they're raising a metric ton of money for uh breast cancer research uh as 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 jeff said uh the world needs heroes <laughs> and uh i i mean uh just just looking at the the stream that's going on right now they have raised over uh just under i'm sorry uh, just under seventeen thousand dollars and the stream's been going on for just a couple of hours that's awesome yeah so let's let's talk about raising a quote-unquote metric ton of money <laughs> um, the compendium for Dota 2 
came out yesterday. At what time? Se- mm, six, seven? It was like five, six. Uh, the initial prize pool is set at 1.6. They are currently at $5.7 million. For the prize it's, pool? Yeah, for the yeah. prize pool. Because that means four times that for, or three times that, I guess, for Valve, right? Uh, yeah, who wants to give all the proceeds of something to charity? Just give like 25% to a prize pool. Pocket yeah, Valve's got to make all that money. They're like failing, don't you know? It, it amazes me because, you know, they had um, like a, how much was the prize pool last year? Was it 20, 21 million? million? million. Um, just the fact that that's only 25% of the overall cost that was spent by people playing Dota. And that the other 70-odd million dollars was just directly collected by Valve. And granted, some of that goes to put on the international, plus I'm sure some of it goes to majors and whatnot, but still. That's a lot of money. And of course, yep, Alex and I contributed, like normal, every year. Oh, yes, a sir. considerable amount, hey, I hey, might say. Hey, 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 Calm yourself. Not yeah, even like did did any of that money go to uh, fund any like breast cancer research or anything? No, any I like really good wish foundations? It would. Damn, no, it only it only funds awful. the pro teams that play that game. That's correct. Yeah, <laughs> it goes in it <laughs> goes into the the prize pool for the which, professional scene, which helps support esports. That's a also, supporting hey. Valve is probably a good thing because you know Portal, Half Life. <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the all games are totally like, like, It's it's not like. <laughs> It's not like Overwatch has a has a pro team esports and they're gonna be playing at Barclays Center in New York for their final. Yeah, what's the prize pool for winning that? Uh, because a couple mil, year... not not nearly as big. <laughs> last year it was ten million dollars for the winning team, Dota. Yeah, I don't think we're at ten million, but I, we're not shy. I I think it's it's somewhere in the millions range for does, the winning team. Does the league championship still have a higher? Like spectator count than Dota. Yes. Oh yeah, man, that is sad. But Dota has the higher prize pool, like by a considerable amount. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we because rich, they we don't rich boys. Do... I mean, that's <laughs> only because they fleece all their players for the money, right? <laughs> well, yeah. Like we I just mean, discussed. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Didn't, they, didn't League do it last year? I, was they, I have literally. Was no it idea. a guy that played League, that played league or <laughs> was there was there a League guy or a Dota guy that was the one that said that like. He was going to play this until the Koreans showed up and then he would stop. Yeah. It was a Dota guy. Yeah. It was a Dota guy. Because they're already all over League. Uh, it looks like. Well, no, that's not a final, but um, it looks like it was like four or five million dollars for the World Championship for League last year. Final prize pool. There you go. Four point nine million. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it the says... League has 40,000? People watching? I think it, was. it says League thousand? of Legends fans have doubled the World Championship prize pool, which means they're contributing. Yeah, yeah. For last year was the first year they did that, but I think I think last year was the first year. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure it was. I, the I cool just... thing about the way that uh, Dota does it, Valve does it, is with the compendiums, just like making people feel like they're interacting with the um, the international, um, the fantasy the sets that they put out it's so well produced and they spend so much time on it that people are willing to spend the dollars clearly i mean you and i both had 1000 level compendiums last year which who the crap right. knows how much money we spent way too hey, much i got clearly. a physical collector's so, aegis so mailed I, to me because of the <laughs> amount of levels that i had in my compendium i mean Wait, i got it finally like, get that yeah in like yeah March. i got it wow okay i think i so think like mine most of was 
I think I got up to at least level 100 and I paid for it, so. I like so that they've, that's, they've actually that's been improving me. on it year to year. So this year yeah. they have the cavern crawl thing, which is way cooler than anything they have at, they've had yeah. in the past. Cavern crawl being, uh, in the past what they've done is they've had these three different tracks. Um, one for, it's essentially one strength, one agility, one intelligence. And basically you're just trying to track through with different heroes in order to make the path to the end where you get a specific uh, cosmetic for one of three heroes. I swear, every year, one of them is Bristleback and one of them is Legion Commander. But <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> What's most frustrating is that the old ones, you had to play the heroes in like a specific way, like a specific role to accomplish the goal. In this one, finally, you just have to win. And you have a variety of heroes you can play to, to do that. You're not, you know, stuck to one hero. Also, yeah, there's and like the way it splits out, like you, mm-hmm. it, if you absolutely can't play IO or something, like you can take a different path down the quest tree. Right. It's much better this year than it's been in the past. Plus, they also have things like other interactions with the map, uh, rocket flares to reveal like the pathing that you would have to take and who you would have to play. Uh, they have keys to unlock doors in order to get you down the path. And if you just happen to be like that, I don't even know, maybe one lucky person who happens to find the cosmically rare Jade Roshan courier. Cosmically then, rare. What is that even? <laughs> but they're calling it this very year. rare. In, in the cosmos. What are they going to call it next year? One person in the I cosmos gets it. So literally one person on Earth finds this item. Cosmically yeah. rare. Because that would be pretty incredible. Are you yeah. sure this year's isn't cavernly rare? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, last year last year was they, indescribably rare. Yeah, they just wow. keep outdoing themselves. I really want to know <laughs> wow. what's going to be next year. It's just going to be like VV rare. We, we, just can describe, rare. we can describe the cosmos, right? So cosmically rare seems less rare than indescribably rare. Yeah, maybe this one's In less rare opinion. than last year's. Um, That's what they're trying ta- to say. Let's talk about a couple other things that came out video game wise. The Destiny expansion also happened to land yesterday. Good thing none um, of us have played it yet, right? I don't think no. so. Brent, Brendan <laughs> has, but Brendan's just listening right now. So nice. tier, tier for Brendan. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. We should get on that. I thought we were going to play that like all night yesterday, but well, that turned out to be false. The compendium came out, Dota. so it's going to be hard <laughs> to get Alex and I away from Dota for a while. I have a feeling. I uh, but this one's the based around it's based around Mars, correct? Um, Mars and, and war mines. War mines. Right. Right. Like the god or the planet? The Mars planet. the planet. Okay. <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I don't know yeah. how this game works. And I think they've, Alex, you were saying this yesterday, they've made quite a few updates to the, just the way that the game feels in terms of movement and shooting. Yeah, not necessarily in this expansion patch, but over the last couple patches, I guess, over the last few months that we haven't been playing. I hear, uh, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just playing my Warlock with going through the Osiris stuff with Brendan yesterday. And the movement and like the feel of, of your character movement in general just feels way better. Even though I thought it felt really good before. Yeah, that's so surprising because it always felt great. It's super good. Like the, <laughs> the burst glide for uh, Warlocks is it's like my favorite thing in the world now. I don't know exactly how they tweaked it, but it felt different in a good way. I was reading they updated all of the exotics to be more like crazy awesome, which yes. is, seems great. like a lot of fun. They, they updated they all the exotics. Like mildly interesting, but now. And they're... then they also added exotic masterworks that will change them even more. 
Right. Like actually add new traits and stuff to them. Oh, they finally added that back out, that back in because they had that in original Destiny, right? There's so many things that are in original Destiny <laughs> that are not in two. Oh, it's so sad. Well, uh, hopefully, by the time we do our next podcast, we will have some information about how good the expansion is. Yeah, and it landed Just wait how long ago? Weeks. On it's fine. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, it comes out on Xbox or PlayStation first. I think PlayStation, right? Like a month early? Everything comes out at the same time, but PlayStation yeah. has a, a little bit of exclusive content. Like there's a strike oh. that's exclusive to them and some other stuff. And I think they have two uh, more okay. multiplayer maps or something. Ooh. Yeah. Some armor sets. Uh, I'm not going to replay all that I spent on Destiny 2 and PS4, though. No thanks. At 30 frames a second? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... I... Last but not least, I guess in this... Uh, Chad, did you want to talk about Fortnite for a second? Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to give some background information before moving into Fortnite on uh, why such a Fortnite hater is playing Fortnite. Uh, because <laughs> if anybody good. has ever listened to the podcast, they've known that I just hate Fortnite. Uh, so basically, PUBG did a update a while ago that changed the Blue Zones. Uh, to where the first zone was uh, 180 seconds, and then the rest of the zones were 60 seconds each. But the amount of time each zone moved in, like how fast the zone was actually moving in towards the center, uh, was slower. Um, it was actually sped up on the first one, but then the rest of them started getting slower by like circle six through whatever. It was more towards the competitive scene. It was an amazing update. They left it there for 24 hours and then they re uh, reverted it back to the original circles because people of uh, the internet were shouting that it was a terrible update, blah, blah, blah. Um, basically, it, it left a bitter taste in my mouth because the dev team has seen us as the PUBG community complaining about stuff, pointing stuff out, but never commenting on it. But for some reason, this one thing... Uh, got changed and then reverted like instantly. So uh, with that being said, I decided to try out Fortnite for two reasons. One, I liked how the developer team was handling everything. And two, uh, a couple of my buddies were on PS4 and they couldn't play PUBG with me. So I wanted to, you know, play with them and uh, check out Fortnite. You have been so, trying out Fortnite for quite some time now. It, well, it grew on me. So I, I also <laughs> want to give a little bit of background on their seasons. So when Fortnite first came to be, there was really no uh, theme for their, you know, first season as, you know, it should be because it was just coming up and who would come up with a theme immediately. Uh, season two came out. There was a battle pass introduced, kind of like uh, Dota's, where you have challenges that you have to complete uh, to unlock different cosmetic items uh, or, you know, just stuff you work for towards for like achievements and stuff like that. Uh, the season two's theme was knights, so there's a bunch of like knight cosmetic avatars running around, which is pretty cool. Season three was uh, a space one, so there's like astronauts and stuff. But then at the very end, tier 100, you can get John Wick. Uh, when I joined, it was on season three, and I was able to grab the battle pass, uh, grinded it out, get to John Wick tier 100 on the battle pass. Uh, and I was super hyped about season four because of the way the community buzz was doing it and the way Epic was handling it, where there was a comet in the sky above Tilted Towers that appeared during season three. Like it wasn't there before and then it just kind of showed up. Uh, and so everybody kind of started having speculation 
uh, on what was going to happen. And one of the theories was that the comet was going to actually hit Tilted Towers, which is one of the uh, hot drop zones. It's a school, if you will, for PUBG. Mm -hmm. um, it's where everybody basically drops and dies. <laughs> Uh, and so everybody was like, ah, oh, rest in peace, Tilted Tower, like, this is going to happen. Throughout the uh, finalization of Season 3, more and more, like, clues and hints were being released on what was about to happen. Uh, sadly, there was, like, somebody who leaked exactly what was going to happen, um, which I don't know if that was, like, more for the buzz or if it was, like, a mistake and somebody just kind of from the Epic team, like, leaked it and it got into the community. But... Anyways, when season four hit, uh, the meteor meteorite w is now in the center of the map. It's now called Dusty Divot. So the the center of the map, which was kind of just like a green wasteland where you just die if you didn't have any materials, um, is now like this ditch where you can grab these hop rocks and have no gravity and jump around. And the building is so uh, different now, and it's it's pretty cool. Um, and so it's just really interesting how the community, how Reddit, how Epic, like everything is just developing with this game. Uh, for instance, there was this thing called the hashtag Boogie Down. And uh, people were posting like on social media their different dances for this competition. And there was this one particular kid who was wearing an orange shirt who uh, did this weird kind of goth dance thing and everybody in the community was like this this kid should have won and this better be in the dance cosmetics and and it actually uh got in they they added it to the game so i thought that was pretty cool uh season it's, four came out what, what's up i was just gonna say it's neat that they utilized some things from season three as small elements and then completely used that to change the map right um, right which is very irregular. I mean, we talk about we talk about, we talk about Dota and how they make a map change um, once a year for TI, but it's just a cosmetic. It's not. There's nothing that really changes within that cosmetic. Now they do make subtle map changes, but it's not mm -hmm. something that's directly related to like a season or a battle pass. Where this right. seems like something that's very specific to what's going on for that season. I think right. adding something like that, like a storyline to just a multiplayer-only game, oh, is yeah. really interesting, and it keeps right. people coming back. So, I also like the fact that, you know, they're actually listening to their community and doing things oh, in yeah. what seems to be a timely manner. Yeah. <laughs> Overwatch. How long to get uh, the Hanzo changes in place? It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work, man. Everybody's taking say, a lot they're... of time off after patches. It's hard to get back everybody in the office, you know. <laughs> Everyone's on vacation. <laughs> so just to just to conclude, season four uh, is a hero's theme. Like, there's just, like, uh, different cr created heroes that Epic has created. Um, and then I f there's a super villain at the end. His name is Omega. He's a, He kind of looks like uh, Ultron from Age of Ultron. Um, and there's, like, you can see there's Thor kind of throughout here, but it's not called Thor. Like, they, they don't have the licensing to do all that. But what they did have the licensing to do, because uh, the creators of Avengers and the Marvel Universe uh, are a fan of Fortnite is they had the ability to sit down with uh, the, the people, get the license to put in Thanos. So there's a Thanos mode in Fortnite right now for a limited time where you can actually grab the gauntlet, turn in the Thanos, and start killing people. Just snap your <laughs> fingers? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, uh, so Thanos, the powers behind him is, uh, you know, different hotkeys or whatever. One of them makes you jump really high into the sky. 
uh, and, that, and that's kind of how you transverse uh, around the map. Um, the you have a laser beam, like the the purple laser beam, and then mm -hmm. you can just fist people in the face. So they they didn't make him too overpowered. Honestly, like the community is kind of upset because of how weak he is. Hmm. Uh, one he person can basically scar him across the map, and he's like marked on the map, so you can always know where he is. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, I feel like if you're, if you're marked, it needs to be like. Uh, remember playing like Juggernaut and Halo? Yeah. And the Juggernaut's like super duper hard to kill, but you know where he is on the map. This seems right. like similar to that. But right. you also have. You know, up to a hundred people trying to find this person or trying to kill <laughs> mm -hmm. this person. So he should be pretty incredible. Right. Strength. Like if you kill him, you can take the gauntlet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you kill him, I take the gauntlet. Yeah. But the thing is, is I don't quote me on this because I haven't played it, but I've kind of read a little bit of things. I think when he kills somebody, he gets full shields back, but he doesn't heal. Ooh. Oh, nice. So it's like he has to get the kills but honestly like I took him out single handedly with a scar from across the map because the dude didn't know what he was doing oh that's unfortunate so like he has a thousand health 800 health plus 200 shield that's a thousand compared health. to what's yeah. your regular you, uh, you can get max at 200 <laughs> oh, wow okay 100 health 200 shield uh, 100 health 100 shield because that one was wrong math still one person be able to take him out doesn't seem right. like yeah. something that should probably happen <laughs> I'm starting to agree with the community here. Maybe they'll like patch it tomorrow and uh, I bet it'll be if good. that dude knew what he was doing, he wouldn't have got killed by Chad like that. Sure, he probably that wasn't able to come only over me vaguely know what you're doing. I feel like you shouldn't die to a single person mm -hmm. just firing I mean, you from across the map. I think we've we can't discount the idea that Chad's just very good at Fortnite. <laughs> 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 That's a fair point, Jake. Um just to kind of wrap up the four the Fortnite area here. We're going to talk about battle royales in general. We're going to do a specific battle royale cast in two weeks, um, and we've been kind of talking about this for a while. But we have a list of about, I think last I checked, there's almost 20 games on there. Um, Man, yeah, and really, I think we want to talk about them from maybe not the concept of um, what they're doing, but how the mechanics work and whether or not we feel like they are a standout. Um, how they, you know, they feel in terms of play style and. Rather not, they have any additional elements because some of the some of the battle royale games are not specifically just like what you would think of as uh, Fortnite or PUBG. There's extra elements going on in there. So, um, just a note on that. You should look forward for that in two weeks. Uh, last but not least, we talk about in video games. Um, really, to kind of kind of transition us right into a film um, because it's God of War and it's a single shot from the very beginning to the very freaking end of the uh, entire game. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, even the freaking launch menu. How do they do that? That's so insane. Mm -hmm. Impressive. Sorry, I don't think I understand what you're saying to me right now. Um, <laughs> the take. entire game there's... is in one take. Yeah. Are, are you like telling it's... me there's like no loading screens? There's no loading screens. No That's screens. what you're saying. The yeah. only time there are loading screens is if you pause and quit the game and come back into it. I'm so but... confused. Even That's when you like, how, how I was sitting around with Alex, and when you start the game, it just like shows you kind of like next to a tree, and it looks like a background. And then when you go to start the game, you literally like touch the tree for a second, stand up, and then you're in the game. It's not like there's a we got to load the game up. It's we're already in it. You just had to push play to start. It's a really cool thing that I think a lot of like linear story based games are going to try to do from now on which oh, i think gosh, is yeah. awesome 
So those of you that have played it, um, there's have there's been a lot of comments about how this is already game of the year. That this is just blowing anything else that's linear storyline out of the water. Um, is that the case? I mean, Alex said he got a hard on when he heard the world serpent talk to <laughs> okay. him. Today. I okay. So I wanted to comment. <laughs> I wanted to comment on that because Alex played it before me, and now I'm playing through it and. He like came back to sit down and he was like, Oh, you're at this part. Okay, never mind. And he like walks away and he's like, He told me he wanted to see a certain portion and it was the world serpent. And he came back <laughs> into the room again. And I almost didn't watch the screen because of Alex's whole mannerism while he was like re watching this. It's almost like I saw him like just have a full body orgasm again. <laughs> oh my God. We have a weird relationship. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to agree with that maybe after this. So part of it, part of it is that. I got a a 4K OLED and a new 7.1 surround or 7.2 surround sound system, and like we pumped that thing so loud. Pump it. So the other part is just that you really like giant serpents. Is that? (laughs) Yeah. That's the other part. Well, like the the sound that he produces on those speakers is so crazy. Like it's just like it's just like a brown note. You know what that is. In like a yeah. good way? <laughs> this entire in a, in conversation good has me uncomfortable. Yeah, I just remembered. I don't want to play God of War ever. <laughs> oh, He's weird. a freaking giant, giant, giant serpent, and he talks, except for you can't understand him because he speaks an ancient language. <laughs> you know what? I don't actually like the fact that you just said brown note because I Googled it, and I don't like it. <laughs> Are you, are you telling me that a world serpent is a giant serpent? Yes. Yeah. That seems... yeah. That checks the, uh, out. Right. The, the name checks out. The yeah. myth is that he's he's big enough to wrap the world with his body. It, it, yeah. And bite I, his own tail. Yep. What? And bite his own tail, yeah. But he but, doesn't seem that big in the cutscenes. But create no, because that, that's well, what the voice says. Cutscenes. <laughs> well, there's cutscenes, it just never oh. never cuts. It's just scenes. It's a scene. It's a scene, essentially. Parts of the game that you're watching and not playing. I um, see. So that the boy tells tells Kratos. So the, part of the, the part of the crux of this game is that Kratos basically destroys all of Greece. Oh, in, good. In the original trilogy, right? No one and likes then, Greece yes. anyway, right? Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> it's destroyed like so, their economy. No, wow. like he, no. He, wow. He, wow. More like a, he killed all the <laughs> gods and they flooded to death. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, he killed all of the gods and then Greece flooded. It was pretty bad. Why flooded? <laughs> There's so many choices there. Flooded, it seems like the most well, boring. Poseidon well, is like the worst killed. way to die, right? First one he killed? Okay, I mean, yeah. fine. I mean, okay, first I'll one he kills that. in three, I guess. Yeah. Does he kill right. anyone before that? Yes. He I mean kills a few right? yeah, he, he kills Ares in one. In one. Yes, he does. And there's Artemis, a couple right? other stuff. Yeah, yeah, Artemis. there's a couple other that die along the way in one and two, but then in three he just goes ham, takes out the rest <laughs> of the Pantheon. Like it's it's real bad. There's certain parts where you're like poking out people's eyes, like crushing people's heads. You rip like, a guy's all this head stuff. off and then use it as a flashlight. Yeah, you get a power up in the form of this guy's head <laughs> that you now use as a flashlight to solve that's other things. Pretty amazing. That sounds great. Uh, so that's the original trilogy, and this one they called it. They just called it God of War. So we thought it was a reboot originally, but we found out eventually that no, this is the same dude's continuing story. It's not called God of War Four for some reason. So 
you know, automatic they, point off for that, so it's not uh, game of the year anymore. They changed Mythos, so he's a new God of War. He's like the Greek yeah. God of War instead of the Norse God of War. It's perfect, right? Yeah, it, it's it's a uh, Kratos and boy. <laughs> so so they go north to the boy. like Nordic regions, and they're basically a North Norse mythology world, which is Norse weird because oh, I went in reverse. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. it's fine. It's it's weird because this implies that like all mythology is real. It's just wherever <laughs> you live is like what affects you, I guess. Um but bes- that's besides the point. The boy grew up here, right? And Kratos has been off doing whatever. You don't really know yet. I have a and theory. Hang on. By the boy, do you mean the guy he constantly calls boy and nothing yes. else? Yes. Yes, he's just like boy. His name is Atreus. Does, does he uh, actually call him by name like almost yeah. ever? Yeah. Okay. Uh, occasionally. Okay. So some most of the time he's like, I guess. Boy, look Thanks. over there. Thanks, Dad. Boy. boy. Go, boy. Boy. Shoot him. Things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a good dad. Yeah. So he doesn't Parody know like here. anything about Norse mythology, right? But the boy has grown up and knows all of the stories and everything because his mom told him. Um. And so he's constantly like going back and forth with the kid about like different aspects of the mythology and like things that they're coming across in the world. And Kratos can't read, so like the the kid is reading all the runes on the walls and everything to help solve puzzles. And like the dynamic between them is so good. It's so cool. Like just the the way that the they grow as characters, the writing is is super well done like last of us good because those two characters are freaking amazing together I, better I, I i didn't finish last of us so i, I can't oh, say what that. oh man wow i didn't finish last How of us because the gameplay is not good oh my gosh it's so much better than uncharted i cannot even describe it's a stinking stealth action game yeah yeah caleb likes that though yeah I you thought know, it was going to be an action game. Games? Yeah. Thief 3, one of your favorite games. Oh. Okay, it's Dishonored, except for you have no cool uh, abilities. Four. Yeah. Or it's the fourth. It's Dishonored, but your only ability is you can throw a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually gain abilities in that good. game. Instead of Uncharted, where you're the as good at the very, 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 very beginning as you are at the very, very, very end. It's because Nathan Drake is the, a boss. Okay? <laughs> right, so He's not war. The, He sucks. <laughs> all right so the, the other major transition in this game is that you now have an axe that was given to you by your now deceased wife um instead of the blades of chaos and we still don't know what happened with those either at the point i'm at i don't even know if they'll tell you by the end i'm pretty sure i've seen spoilers about that so i think it's fine you'll probably learn okay. something he just left them somewhere <laughs> they're heavy the, dude. A- the axe is like the <laughs> coolest thing ever um Basically you can thor's hammer right they basically made a cool Thor game by like by mistake because you <laughs> throw this axe everywhere and you just hit triangle and it just like whips back into your hand. It's so cool. And he never looks like when he goes to grab it. So he's just like walking away and he just raises his hand in the air and the axe just flies into his hand. Wait a minute. Cool guys don't look so at fr- axes, I guess. No. <laughs> the other mechanic bit. is that the axe that. is like a is it's like an ice axe. So it'll freeze stuff. So uh, there's like a lot of puzzles in the world where there's like a, you'll like crank a gear or something and then like throw your axe into like this gear across the room to hold it in place while it freezes it. 
and then like you'll move to a different location and then like recall your axe or like you'll have to like break certain things in time with this the axe throwing there's a lot of puzzly stuff which was never in like any of the older games See, it almost kind of feels like stuff. um or it's good uncharted yes. puzzly stuff Puzzly stuff. No, no, it's good. I know. It's, I'm you are really good. Charted, you are. Like, I really don't man. like it. God. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, how about it, those quips, it, though? And Nathan Drake's they, like, oh, a quip. <laughs> yeah. It almost kind of feels like the, uh, the Zelda Shrine stuff. Oh. Where there's like a lot of little areas where you go in and it's like you got to solve this puzzle to be able to collect certain gear. The other thing is this game has gear. Like a lot of gear. <laughs> like MMO-style gear? Like mm-hmm. kind of Destiny-ish, hmm. in that you like you can upgrade your axe pommel and like you have different armor pieces that have Wait, the old uh, God effects of and didn't stuff have on that them. at all. No, no. wow. Yeah, they it were feels strictly like, like a button mashy action game. That was that's like Shadow of War. I feel like was the first to sort of step into the single player version of that. Yeah, but you know, so, yeah, didn't it, do it too great. It works a lot like Shadow <laughs> of War, except for I think it's way cooler because. It changes a lot of how you play the game, like with the different abilities you can get based on your gear. Hmm. So you have like runes that you slot into things that will actually like three of your attacks are rune attacks. So like you switch out which runes you're using. So like you can get a rune attack that makes you like spin a bunch and like put off a bunch of frost damage and then like slam into the ground and it like pushes people back. Or you can get one that will like summon a bunch of wolves that the like the kid summons these like weird ethereal wolves that will like stun people for a second or like just a bunch of crazy stuff like uh i don't know and then there's like a skill tree which you had minimal amounts of skill tree stuff in the original games uh this goes way more in depth with like the abilities that you're unlocking and um different ways to counter enemies that you're coming across like uh shield breaks and this kind of stuff the other thing is like the combat shifted way more towards like a dark soulsy approach where like the the combat buttons are on the the top buttons r1 r2 l1 l2 all that stuff and like you can lock on and you can strafe and and dodge and stuff like that and it's not at all frustrating like dark souls is like you can dodge out of anything whenever you want like there's always tons of ways to deal with enemies. Uh, it's still very quick. Um, Are you saying it's easy? That's what I'm hearing. It sounds that like it's not. Exactly. It is not easy, easy. Peasy. Okay. Good. Ask Chad how many times he's died. I I, I was learning the controls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I was playing it too much, like Dark Souls at mm. first. Instead of just like trying to just trying to dodge period, everything, roll. instead of trying to actually fight people. Yeah. I got to one section where there were that i had to do i had to complete this fight to to get to my goal which was very cool the goal was very cool but i won't spoil it because chad's playing it (laughs) and it was a side thing i didn't have to do it but i really really wanted to complete it because of what was going to happen afterwards so there's just these two dudes that have these flaming hammer type things that when they hit you takes like 75 percent of your health Ooh. So you absolutely cannot get hit by them. It's crazy. So also, it actually becomes Dark Souls against them. Also, yeah, against those guys, kind of. And yeah. then they regenerate their health if you don't attack them for a, a little while. 
Wow, so it's more like Bloodborne against those boys. And then also there was a third guy that was just like a ranged unit that would constantly spam this poison attack. So you kind of couldn't just ignore him either. Okay, all and of those together sound like the worst kind of encounter you can possibly have. That was the worst encounter that I've had. It, okay. it took me like maybe 80 deaths like to get through that part oh my wow. gosh was it fun that's like celeste level stuff i i put it down for a day i was like i need to come back to this i'm getting wow. too frustrated wow i like punched my couch at one point i was like no i need to stop <laughs> get your bottom lip <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, doing that. and then last thing i want to talk about really is uh the kid in combat he has a name yeah, that's right. it's, boy. it's boy. It's just boy in combat. Oh, geez. So you basically have an additional attack, which is just please um, say boy. Please tell me it's boy. It's, yeah, boy. it's boy basically it's the it's the boy button. So <laughs> this is the best. The BB. He has like he has his bow and arrow, and you can upgrade him to do different specific types of damage, or like if you want to stun a lot more, because stun damage will leave enemies vulnerable to finisher moves or you can do like later on you get more electric arrows that will like stun people for longer but they don't they're not vulnerable to finishers but they're vulnerable to damage and like there's a lot of points in the combat where it wants you to use the arrows to interrupt people because they're like winding up for some big attack and you need them to like not murder you so you hit the boy button and then <laughs> he shoots an arrow at them and it stuns them a little bit. Um, it's really cool from a design perspective, just having like this alternate character that you're not directly controlling, but like you can kind of influence how their actions. He also does a bunch of stuff on his own. Like he'll hop on people's backs and kind of like start jabbing them with his knife. And then if you go attack those people, you do more damage because they're like dealing with him. I'm not gonna not lie. This sounds a lot like Last of Us. <laughs> when you hit the boy button, does he literally yeah. just be like "boy" and then like the boy knows exactly what to do? Uh, like it's not... never like a specific command. It's just like it's like they have like a sort of connection. It's more video gamey than that. It just kind of happens when you hit it. Yeah, the right. way I look at it sure. is that he's simultaneously fighting, anyways. So you're just kind of coaxing that along like if two people were versing another person in like a movie or something yeah right. you're basically just okay. like subtly influencing like his actions to hit the enemies that you want to hit like when you you're in want a... it to be video gaming like that though you wouldn't want it yeah. to have like a sudden delay where he like shouts at him to shoot at somebody right that would just not feel good at all um you don't ever really have to worry about him like he doesn't he's not Die. in like danger of death <laughs> all the time like you <laughs> don't have to good. protect him it's not an escort mission. Yeah, escort's the worst. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just really cool the the way the design comes all together with the different combat aspects with him and also like the lore and world building with him. It fits together super well. So game of the year? Also, the, the art is top-notch and the music is top-notch. I, I listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. Does he... But okay. don't look at the titles of the songs. I'm gonna rage it on slightly more for like a oh second. Oh my god! I know. Does he get in your way ever? No. Okay, because Does... that's like one of the main problems I have with Uncharted is all the companions are in the way all the freaking time. 
Did they not play Bioshock <laughs> Infinite? Do they not problem. know how a companion actually works? Well. Ugh. No, like he can like hop on somebody's back and then like you can like wind up your axe for a huge like executioner's cleave type thing. Which will clearly go straight through his body, but like as you bring the axe down, he like springs off of their back to like dodge the axe. Okay, cool. It's like stuff like that. Like he's always getting out of the way. Um. So game of the year. <laughs> yeah. So far. Already, Alex. Okay. All right. I can't put that uh, in there. So. Yeah, better than Celeste, huh? Let's uh yes, let's jump out of of video games. We were talking about a single cut, and we're gonna jump right into some film stuff uh, because we've all been watching some things recently that are just fantastic. Uh, one thing I would like to note: uh, Jake and Owen, and, and who else was it? Uh, it was it Kevin and Megan? And Megan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a special Infinity War Avengers Infinity War podcast. We're gonna post that next week, um, next Thursday. So that'll be kind of like a midweek cast for us or a mid. Fortnite cast. Yeah, please check it out. On that. Yeah, you haven't weird. seen it yet. No, it's um, a, I think we did a decent job, and uh, please check it out if you know if it goes well and people like it. Maybe we'll do more. I did want to talk about with our group here tonight just a little bit. We don't have to talk about a lot, but just a little bit of Infinity War. Since at this point, ask, have you seen it? Yeah, is this going to be spoilers? Yeah, almost uh, definitely. This, this almost is going to be spoilers. There's no way you can it, really Jen? talk about this movie without having no, spoilers, I, seen it. I feel like. Oh, okay, okay. Everybody in here has seen I just, it. I just wanted Pretty everybody sure Brendan seen listening it. at home Brendan, to know. if you've not seen it, leave the listening <laughs> channel. You can have ruined this and you care. No, he's, he's um, seen it. Spoilers. So uh, just talk a little bit about Infin- Avengers Infinity War because we've been waiting on this movie for 10 years, clearly. Um, ever since the first Iron Man, uh, we knew that there was going to be some culmination of movie. And this really is a good uh, kind of transition point to the next phase for Marvel. And maybe there's a secondary movie that kind of wraps some things up, but this really pushes them off of uh, where they were to where they're headed. I wanted to kind of get you guys feedback from what you thought about the movie, because I have opinions, <laughs> but that doesn't mean they're right. Yeah, um, like I heard just before I saw it, I heard that they scrapped Infinity of War Part 2. Like I didn't know that they changed that back in 2016. So I was I expecting this to be really half a of a thing. thing. I feel like, like the second part's still half, like the second half so, of it, essentially. Right. Yeah, so basically I got to the end of this movie. I was like, wait, it ended there? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be complete. <laughs> like, I, I, I was kind of taken aback by that. I understand so, why they may have done the phrasing. Like, they're like, we're not going to call this Infinity War Part 2 because the Infinity War is over. And now we're moving right, on so, to another segment or to recover from what just happened. Has everybody seen John Wick here? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so at the end of John Wick 2, it's like ended with him like, hey, by the way, you're going to be hunted. That's not like a closer. So I can see this being like Infinity War 1 and 2 with the way they did it. Yeah. The same way John Wick 2 and 3 are going to be different movies and not part 1, part 2. So like after I thought about it for a while, I was like, I bet Infinity War part 1 and part 2 would have literally been this movie. Like the content that's in this movie, except for expanded upon and split into two movies. I bet that was their original plan. I would, I would believe that, and just not have the resolution, and then you'd still have, you know, Infinity, yeah, in, you know, what Infinity, whatever the heck the next thing is, as your resolution point, right? The end of so, part one would have been the gauntlets complete. The end of part two is what we have, right? They would oh have like gosh, completed the been... gauntlet, and then it's like cut to black. No, that would have been <laughs> so dumb. I would have been so upset if that happened. So, 
let me let me just this one thing that kind of I've been thinking about since the movie. The my the my biggest frustration, but also my like the thing that I feel like I've kind of understood the most about the movie is and in case you didn't hear spoilers earlier, freaking spoilers ahead. Um just the fact that all of those heroes died and yet we know that they're going to come back was very frustrating for me at the end of the movie because I was like, this is just a big lead up to nothing. Because everybody we're talking about seeing that's a part of like future movies, they're not dead forever, so clearly something has to resolve that. So I was kind of frustrated about it. But what but then, if all but, of those announcements of movies are just like, you know, smoke false and mirrors? Flags. Yeah. See, yeah. <laughs> false what flags. if the whole thing Good is built up to be yeah. this really cool end to a movie? I mean, that would be cool. The other thing is, though, in comics, gonna be. <laughs> no one is ever dead. Yep. That's oh, just how comics work. Yeah. And also, like the thinking back, character like your, silver rip. Yeah, if you if you like watch like uh, <laughs> uh, Quicksilver, if you you know read anything with comics, like you'll know that like people just don't die. They may be gone for a while, like they quote unquote dead, but somehow at some point in the comic they're going to be resurrected. And I think just Superman, watching cough, the cough. movie and seeing how much. Um, they paid tribute to the comics, like when they paid tribute to the just the Infinity War comic uh, line, that sort of timeline. Um, that this like pays tribute to that. You know, it follows true that eventually a lot of these heroes are going to be back alive. So I like was upset and yet redeemed that thought within probably like a two-hour period. So I think I'm <laughs> I'm like okay with the ending, but I'm not. I don't know. I don't know, man. So like Loki and Gamora. And yeah. who else died before? Hang on, hang on, hang on. I have a quick, quick question. Quick Do you really think Loki's dead? Like, is that no, even a consideration in your thoughts? I think he's, he's dead. dead. No. I think he's dead. Oh, no. I, I, Do you remember man, the last time are you he died? Fool? Yes. I think he's dead until they need him again. <laughs> Which is the next movie. He's so not dead. You think Gamora's I dead? dead. No, uh, I think no. she's in the Soul think, Stone. That's right. I think yeah. she is. I think she's in the soul stone. I think she yep. is basically Caleb, the soul it's stone. Very small. The only person she's not going to fit in there. <laughs> the only person outside of like the snap from fingers that I think is probably dead is Heimdall. Heimdall outside oh, of yeah, yeah, all that checks kill. out. Wow, you guys it's automatically yeah, why like, him? oh yeah, just he's totally black. dead. I feel yeah, like the only other like, one they up, might man. kill off is actually Vision himself, but I feel like that's not. Yeah, happen. okay. Vision was the yeah, other but, one. Vision was the fourth one. But I was like, in the comics. Vision comes back without the stone and he is completely devoid of color. And he yep. is essentially <laughs> just like the version of the machine. Yeah, so he they, doesn't have the personality of the vision anymore. They very much hinted that he could live without the stone, no problem. Yes. So yes. if I hinted, so, you mean explicitly stated. Yeah. <laughs> and you distinctly see Shuri grabbing a file before she runs away from the computer. You know, yeah. don't know what's in the file. Yep. Um, me and Aaron were talking about Valkyrie, though, and what happened with her. What is her Term, name? You're talking about actually. the Junker, right? Junker 142? Um, yeah, Junker 142. <laughs> yeah. Tessa, the Thompson. 142 yes. Junker. Yeah. 142, I... yeah. You got <laughs> That's it. That's what he says. Presumably, she was on that ship. Presumably, well. people have theories that she's alive. Because wow, what a theory! Th th Thanos' <laughs> Thanos's entire thing is that he only kills half. 
That's what I say. Kills half. That's Alex exactly said that, what Alex but said. I disagreed on the count that there is literally one dwarf alive. <laughs> one, a single. Unless there were only two to begin with. Exactly. There were only two. <laughs> he does say works. hundreds of us. Yeah. Like his know, his deal is normally half, and the fact is that um, there definitely easily could have been a Bifrost thing, like Heimdall did with uh, the Hulk or lifeboats or anything like that, that they could have evacuated some of the people before uh, all of the bad shit went down. Well, my so, thing is that his deal is half until he decides I'm gonna get all these <laughs> Infinity Stones, and then it's whatever it takes. <laughs> my, and then he's just gonna argument... eliminate half of the remaining people in the universe. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My argument still one of every against, race, right? My argument against the whole dwarf comment that Caleb had was that they can create a weapon that can actually defeat Thanos. Right. That and so they they opposed him in a way that he couldn't have just let them live. And then he even, like, destroyed the dude's hands, which he was still able to create the weapon. Yeah. I feel like he would have known that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my so Seems like a little bit of oversight on Thanos' part. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe we can talk about this for a second. One of my favorite things about this movie is just seeing where the characters have come from and how far they have come in terms of just character creation, their storyline, who they are. Um, and I don't know who, if you guys have any like specific favorites about who was in this movie, but for me, like the biggest from first movie to what Avengers was was Thor by far. Um, for the, sure. Oh yeah, just his yeah. strange Thanos scene where he like uses the illusions and just he goes crazy like that was awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I just like Thor's character. I like who he has become. I like that they've really embraced. Uh, the sort of God of Thunder uh, character. I don't like that he had to go make a weapon. Right, sure. Because the whole thing in Ragnarok was about how he didn't need a weapon, that the power was in him all along. He's not the God of Hammers. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, he's but here's the, the thing, he does need a hammer. <laughs> it's a good or, hammer or in his defense. Quote-unquote hammer axe well, thing. It was he, he didn't need a hammer yeah. to kill all those little guys. But when it's a big guy, he's got to have a hammer. It's true. The only person that's maybe weird. on par with him, I'd say, is Cap. Because he has been through so many different iterations of like his character. Okay. Oh, the yeah. issue when, there, when, though, I feel like he hasn't changed he really hasn't at changed all. He's just much. been Captain America, and he is Captain America. Every yeah. Voice okay. reporting for duty. Love Captain America. But his so suit is like darker point. now. Oh, I know. Right. <laughs> he has a beard. He has okay. a beard. When you guys were in the, the theater, shield, right? That's mine important. Was, mine was packed, but when we were in the theater and the scene with the train comes and then it shows the figure and people realize it's Captain America, like everyone stands up. They're like, Woo! God, there was so much clapping in the theater. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Shut up. We're watching a movie. Wait, seriously. didn't we just see him like last like Marvel movie? Like what? It's just our theater was quiet, dude. Pe- there like was so much clapping. Madness in came over people in my theater when he showed up. It actually I watched, it was, like, it wasn't three just weeks him either. It was several <laughs> you, people when they showed up. They're like, "Whoa, all right." Did you go to what the did, heck you, is that? did either of you go to Alamo? No, no. Go to Alamo. That's your issue. <laughs> no clapping. You get Alamo. thrown out if you clap and stand. Yes. Well, Alamo, Alamo here didn't now. have Alamo here didn't have Dolby Atmos, so I had to go watch in the Dolby Atmos theater. There you go. So I got clapping. Sure, I'll 14 has recliners, so I'll deal with it, I guess. 
Uh, Movie-wise, I guess it sounds like from uh, what I'm hearing, all of us, it definitely satisfied what we wanted out of Infinity War. All right, all right, but hold on. Before, I I just need to ask this. Yeah, fire away. Are we led to believe that the people who got dusted are actually the ones who died? (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. I mean, nobody died, so they're going to undo that (laughs) in like an instant. (laughs) It's going to be the first five minutes of the next Avengers movie. Like, Like, so what happened last time? Forget all that stuff. Here's what's happening now. One of the things I really liked that really would have liked if they put more into it was the uh, Wakanda-like tech. There was so little of that in the okay. like giant Somebody made fight a comment though. Um, I don't remember what article I was reading, but somebody made a comment how no one knew how big Black Panther was going to be prior to its release. And Black Panther was just supposed to be like a somewhat side character to sure. who the Avengers are. But then after, like, they were already filming Avengers when Black Panther was released, so they didn't really have options for... I don't know um, how they didn't realize they were creating, like, a whole world of new tech, though. <laughs> and not just this character, Black Panther. I feel like they would yeah. realize that and be like, we need to put more of this really cool stuff into this final really cool battle scene that could be even more cool. I mean, as they a guess, they kind of... They had a lot to fit in there. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> there was a lot to put in there. But more but Brendan, Wakanda Brendan's tech is always a, cooler. He had, Brendan had brought up a theory that he was reading that all the people that turned to dust at the end, it's actually like the exact opposite are all the people that died. And like this, what you the people that you saw living, like those are the ones that died and this is like their transition phase or something to death that you're like witnessing alternate universe that adam warlock can just create on a whim sure because okay. if you look at all the characters that die they're like all the ones that have continuing contracts and all the ones that live are people that don't have their contracts renewed renewed yet mm. i the, saw some theory that the way dr strange just flip-flops on his i'm not going to save you if it risks the time crystal where he actually like looks into the future and he realizes the only way to yeah. win is to actually give up the time crystal. Yeah, like, obviously he did the one thing. Really cool. Like the one path that he saw that was right. Right. Because right. clearly cool. he would have seen um, Star Lord go nuts and them not be able to pull the gauntlet off, so he would have to give up the tr- crystal later. Right. The last theory that I wanted to bring up was the scene of Thanos at the end of the movie where he's like sitting there, kind of looking into the sunset. Mm-hmm. Where he that's sat on actually, a hill. Th- yeah, that's <laughs> from the actually uh, the end of the second movie, and he's like, kind of content with what has happened. Oh, so you think that's like a fast forward shot? We're gonna see Avengers four next year, and that's yeah. where he he's at, wearing the gauntlet in that scene. I don't no. think so. Or do you not see his left hand? He's not wearing the gauntlet. In you it. see them both. Okay. I think they're both like on his lap. Yeah. Okay. I because I don't. Um, sure. I, I've, Brendan said that you just can't kill Thanos, like that. Okay. Like they've tried to, you real can't quickly really do it. <laughs> Speaking of the okay, who can kill Thanos? We talked a second about pocket universe stuff. I watched a video <laughs> about ten Marvel he- superheroes that could actually kill Thanos. Of course, they go through some of the normal ones like Adam Warlock, and they go through the Galactus. But then you get to number one. Wild guess who it is. Franklin freaking Richards. That's him. Because he's <laughs> the just guy like... The make pocket hmm. universes. No yeah, big okay. deal. Not that he can. He accidentally created one one time. Ooh. He didn't even mean to. So that is what he accidentally has, means. 
reality <laughs> manipulation. Uh, I it just it's oh right okay. It's not that he can't be killed; it's that he can't die because death won't take him. Right, it's the same thing. Yes. Well, no, to me, they're functionally they're like the same thing. They're, they're very they're different. Similar. Death in, he just death sleeps in, for a while. But Death in Marvel is a character, right? Yes. Lady Death, right? Right. And oh, so that's who he's, and he's been in love with her. Right. Wait, is and it she because won't take him? Is it because Death is only an illusion in some Whoa! parts of the world? Oh, my oh, buddy. <laughs> that's right. We're watching the arrow again. That. Let's go. Caleb nailed it. Hey, I got you. Woo. All right, let's let's hop off of uh, Infinity yep. War. We'll we'll save the rest of this for um, our podcast that we're going to release uh, next week. Uh, like I said, kind of a special podcast just to talk about Infinity War. It is how long? Yeah, we only spent like thirty like minutes on that in this podcast. No, we really didn't. We didn't spend that long. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, just wanted to talk about a few other movies before we get to on onto sort of the last segments. Some of the other important things we need to talk about. Um, Alex, did you really need to talk about the commuter? Yeah. It's Isn't a freaking just the Liam Neeson like Taken Nine. <laughs> yeah. 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 What? So I thought it was gonna be like Taken Nine, but it's actually quite a bit different from the Taken movies. It's like an older side of Liam Neeson. Like they reference his age a bunch in it, and how like Wait, old and broken down he is. Does his wife get taken instead? Is, <laughs> is this uh, the change? So his wife and kid are threatened, <laughs> but no. <laughs> Never actually taken. What are you doing to us? Wait, is this like a prequel? They were going to call it Almost Taken, but then they were like, no, that would be unfair. So it's ridiculous. He's a commuter on a train. Like he's on it every day for work, right? And there's like a whole mystery plot that unfolds on this train. So it's not like him running around a city gunning people down. It's more like him trying to uncover what exactly is happening and like finding little pieces of the mystery in different cabins of the train and like examining who the people are that that usually are on there and who aren't usually on there and like all that non-stop kind of stuff too hang on does i was gonna whole... say non-stop <laughs> <laughs> does the whole movie take place over like the duration of the actual train ride because that i think is cool i don't know if it's like we'll go with no unlike 24 hours the entire season is supposedly 24 hours it is you know they (laughs) they show you the clock throughout the episodes yeah okay he just travels to other countries in an instant (laughs) yeah that's pretty much it i just wanted to say it surprised me and i I enjoyed it okay almost taken i guess i'll go watch it uh non-stop too thank you very much (laughs) Has everybody seen uh, The Greatest Showman at this point? No. No. If you, uh, I mean, I, I, I guess I have low expectations for a lot of you guys watching musicals, so uh, I guess maybe that's why. Okay, have you had a musical about P.T. Barnum? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay, but it's... <sighs> I'm going to be honest here for a second. I want to watch it, but I know for a fact if I, f- I f- turn that flick on in the back room, my mom's going to hear it and want to come watch it. And I'm like, <laughs> you've already seen it about seven times since release <laughs> so my my niece stayed with us last weekend i get in the car and i picked her up about an hour away from her house where she lives and i'm driving her back and the first thing she says to me i like start humming a song and she's like is that from the greatest showman and i was like um yes she's like that's my favorite movie i've watched it 17 million times oh, God. <laughs> and i was like 
sweetheart, there's no way you could have watched it 17 million times. But then apparently she's watched a lot and then she thought there were 17 million penguins at the zoo that we went to. So maybe it was just like reoccurring number theme. Yeah, I don't apparently she's just very bad at is a thing. Yeah, very bad at counting. <laughs> However, if you have not watched The Greatest Showman, I would encourage you to watch it. I know it sounds weird. Like how could they make a musical about Barnum from a circus because he was a really weird guy. But it's very good. Um, I pretty much would watch anything Hugh Jackman wise anyways. Um, man's a legend. He's he's actually really good in musicals too. Does he have Wolverine claws at <laughs> yes. that point? Because that would be great. <laughs> Wolverine it, claws. Wait, what was they that movie he was they in? They could have. The Magic the prestige? Movie. The Prestige? Oh, man. Does that feel like The Prestige? No. Was The Prestige okay. a musical? No. Has anybody here seen Moulin Rouge? Wow. Wow, that's pretty yeah, sad, no. actually. It makes me sad. Uh, to me, it was on Moulin Rouge level of, of um, just the, the style, the, the music that they actually created, the writing for the lyrics, um, plus Zac Efron's in it. And Alex pointed out this is like the first time that he's somehow gotten it out of his contract that he has to have be shirtless in at least one scene. So he's not shirtless the entire movie, which is great. Kept his shirt on the whole time. Yeah. And he sang, which is his first return to a musical since um, Alex's favorite trilogy, (laughs) High School Musical. Oh, so good. Okay. There's a special place in my heart for High School Musical. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's my favorite. What else is Is there really a place for that right now? I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. He's being serious. I rewatched it last summer. I watched all three of them. Wow. But why though? <laughs> There's so much better things you They're could have great. done with your time. I and feel like, like watching I'm the, it for the first time. <laughs> you like watch the evolution of the characters over the course of the three movies. It's so good. And then like the end scene of the third one, you can tell like it's a celebration not of like the characters that they portray, but actually like the actors themselves because they grew up together through making these films. It's cute. Oh, it's real cool. It's real nice. Um Outside of uh, those, <laughs> is there anything else movie-wise we want to talk about? I know we had a couple other things here to talk about, but we definitely need to get down to the bottom of this list. Yeah, let's now let's get just down to yeah. business. Mm. Like Actually, Jake I and I have something important comment. to talk about. Yes, I didn't want to make one comment. We watched a couple movies on Alex's OLED TV, one of which was Akira, which was the first mm-hmm. time I'd ever seen that. Um, has anybody That's else in here old, seen Akira? Right? Like, really yeah, it's, old. it's quite old. I actually, I haven't seen it. I've been meaning to, but... Mm-hmm. Okay, is there like a theme, maybe this is just my lack of anime watching, but is there like a theme with just characters that turn into like gelatinous blobs of flesh and blood? I feel like not often. No, not every really. show has to have one of those characters. <laughs> so I feel like I've That's watched a, a lot, lot in Japan. I feel like I've seen several like that. Really, can you name just... one that doesn't have that? You can't, exactly. It's impossible. <laughs> it's in all of them. <laughs> Oh, Akira is a classic anime film, and I felt Aaron had to watch it, so we did. It was very good. Is it like I really liked it. Shonen style? No, I don't think so. It's like Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, mm, you nailed it. No. <laughs> Just keep guessing anime. Eventually, you'll get there. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I don't think I'll reach the right genre at some point. It's Kill it, uh, Kill. no. <laughs> yeah, isn't it like a dystopian some, sci-fi like, thriller kind of? Yes, Hunter it is. Hunter? Got it. It's like Got it in one. Kind of Blade Runnery, a little bit, with like weird anime stuff thrown in on top of Freaking that. Freaking weird mm. stuff in that movie. Very strange. It's very so interesting. 
can't believe you watched that, but you still haven't finished Steins Gate. I'm watching that together. It hurts me inside. Steins Gate, okay? It has been a busy couple weeks. Someday. Let's move on. Let's move on to board games <laughs> before we wrap this up. Let's talk about for a second this freaking story about Pandemic Legacy <laughs> that has been driving me nuts for like a month. Do we have a story about Pandemic? I yeah, know, see, I don't think we, I I I no don't think we ever played that before. Mm-mm, I think we're playing on it soon. But before <gasps> now, I don't think ever really. No. Well, do you remember when we did that trial run that we said, this is not Wait. for real, we're going to reset this afterwards? You know what? I think I do oh. remember us trying for like a second. Definitely not like an hour and a half. And failing like <laughs> ultimately. Wait, what? I'm so... confused. Wait, you guys lost round one and decided to restart? No, 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 no. It's worse than that. It's way worse than that. <laughs> so we almost won round one. And then like on the last turn... I was like, wait, we need Jake to increase this counter one more. had to be this guy. And so we increased the counter, and it caused, like, ten outbreaks, and it was like, oh, no, we went from one turn away from winning to losing. So we start going through all the lost, like, rigmarole, like, putting stickers on things and, like, oh. ruining everything and just making the game, like, different now. We get about three-quarters of the way through that process, and Caleb goes, oh, there was a victory condition card I was supposed to read. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's like ten turns in you read after like the first two epidemics. That's true. And we got that through is. four and did oh. not read it. Yeah. yeah. Which means we probably would have won after oh, so all. That Almost definitely. You also neglected to say that we actually thought we did win. So we had placed like a permanent research center already. Oh yeah, and we had right. like started going through the win conditions before we even figured out that the counter was wrong and we actually before lost. Before Jake was like, "Oh wait, guys, I think we lost. Hang on." Yeah, Thanks, never doing wow. that again. Gosh. So we started doing that and upgrading characters. Everything. Then had to revert that, peel stuff off the board, go through all the loose stuff. How did you even get stuff off of the board? It was very fingernails. Difficult. Very. We'll diff- probably very not difficult. be able to reuse those pieces. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Gosh, <laughs> but we tried. So yeah, then then we got to the end where we were like, actually, we probably would have won if we knew this, <laughs> so because now... of the point we were at during the game. So then we peeled all of the bad stuff back off the board that we had done, and all like crossed out all the the negative things on our character cards. We had already documented everything in in like the logbook about what characters were used and like that we lost the game and what date it was and all this stuff. So and now then, we're at the point where, like, well, let's play again and hope we can buy a new sheet, maybe, with all the stickers <laughs> on it. Caleb, like, at a certain point during the night, Caleb was like, how much is this game on Amazon right now? We <laughs> <laughs> just need to restart. <laughs> it we could not problem, have messed it up any dude. worse. It was, That's like... amazing. Yeah, it was pretty much our worst-case scenario. So we decided to... we've ever uh, done at playing a board game. <laughs> Not even like that it in never terms happened. of winning versus losing, just in terms of playing the playing game correctly. It. Yeah. And we've done wow. pretty bad with like Mice and Mystics and stuff. Okay, yeah, so, so, so it never happened anymore. Now we're, we're back at square one. Now you're back at square Gosh. one. Now I understand. Okay, okay. Well, we that are seems on... like a tragedy. Oh, it was, dude. You have no idea. We are on it's March. an emotional roller coaster that night. Which is essentially like the third month. Yeah, January, February, March. Yeah, okay, that makes that, sense. That's how that works. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's weird. It's how months work. Uh, this game is so May? freaking cool. It's so much better than normal Pandemic. So much better. So many more elements. 
Um, I think of a I few really... ways it's worse. Oh, no. <laughs> it's impossible I... to play. It's I never had to peel a sticker off of regular <laughs> pandemic. Um, I think the coolest part, like, clearly the legacy aspect, just that every game changes as you move forward is great, but how they change the game is really cool. Um, and as you guys start to play, you'll get to the point where it starts to feel more... <laughs> sorry, not more drastic than what you've already played, but uh, it'll feel more important and pertinent to what's actually happening on the board um, yeah i'm finally i'm excited to finally start pandemic that'll be fun <clears> yeah i've never yeah, played before great. yeah you should probably so, read the stuff you need to read we did the, here's the, the thing we part. did <laughs> it was like i'm gonna put this here and we'll get it later and then it was later and we did not i was like <laughs> i read this and i was like guys we need to remember this happens and then I put it down and we forgot for like two hours i'll just wow. forget the second time oh no <laughs> there's no so, way we probably not that, right has anybody played any other Legacy games besides me playing Pandemic? Because I'm the only one in this group who's played Pandemic Legacy at this point. Rogue Legacy. Only, like, my statistics <laughs> and stuff fables if you count those. Uh, maybe, I don't know. They're I, only vaguely similar in that they have yeah. a long storyline. Would you consider... No, Time Stories is not really... I mean, it says linear playthrough one time. Right, Alex? Yeah, well, more like it's not really a times. legacy game, but it's definitely something you can only play through until you beat. Yeah, and then you're done. Right. So yeah, I guess this might be the first like true legacy game. I don't think uh, like stuff fables. I don't really think fits it because it's basically it just D and D. Yeah, it's not like yeah a game that you play over and over again with like shifts in how the rules work and stuff. It's right. like progressing it's through a, a story. Game every time, sort of. Yeah. Same mechanics but different story, right? Um and sort of last but not least in board game realm, uh Aeon's end. I'm not even sure who put this in here. Oh I did. Oh of course. <laughs> um, of course it was Alex. Yeah, it's a it's a new game I picked up. Um I played it a few times at this point and Caleb has played it as well as Jake. Wait, we play I it have? together. Yeah, this is, the, this is the this is the co-op deck builder that that we uh, played. Where Caleb played the horribly broken character. Yes, <laughs> guys, I don't remember this. You the had one where we fought with like five. And I we just remember kept feeding this you now. Stuff. I just used all of your spells. <laughs> yes, it was great. So it's a it's a co-op deck builder. I don't really know how much else I can say about it but well, you can point out that my character was vastly op and probably should not be played if you want to actually have like a good time as the other characters yeah his character took less resources to do stuff with and also was like his ability was way stronger yeah and he started with more things yeah like he started better had a better ability and was just better throughout the entire game i don't know how the qa people can't play that like a single time and be like okay this character is obviously op I mean, but, just um, for, like, reference, his ability was being able to cast a spell for free, basically, right? Once per round. Anybody's spell. Anyone's yeah. spell? Anyone's, Anyone's spell. spell that had it, like, out. Wow. My special ability, which I think costs two more than his to use. That checks out. Let someone draw five, two cards? <laughs> Some yeah, amount of cards. very unbalanced. Yeah. Right? My character was dumb. Weird. Everything else seemed pretty balanced, but my character was... Clearly, hello OP. OP, yeah. So yeah, it pretty quickly plays... became. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, it pretty quickly became just feed Caleb all of our best stuff, and yeah, 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 totally, <sighs> pretty much. Like we were both supports for Caleb, and Caleb was the carry. 
I ended like up we, getting like double the number of turns that everyone else got because my true. turns just did more than wow. the other characters' turns. So the it kind of works like the Hogwarts battle game where it's co-op deck builder. You're you're picking up cards from a market and um, you're trying to defeat in this case like monsters that have a bunch of specific abilities. The really cool part about this one though is that they're is no shuffling involved so your deck is set up in a specific order for a reason and then when you discard things you choose what order to discard them in and then when you run out of cards in your deck you flip them over directly from what position they're in in the discard and also like the enemy deck is set up in a very specific way in order to uh like progress the difficulty throughout the game Randomness is something I've always hated in board games, and I think it's so much better when you create a game that doesn't have that feel, which this game had, which I think is awesome. Yeah, so it's it's pretty awesome. That is all. Um. Okay, well, let's wrap this up with just a couple other stuff things here, real quick. Uh, I mean, stuff are we gonna things, talk like stuff fables? Oh my god! <laughs> What's gosh. the best board game I've ever made? Stuff fables. Gee, yeah. Caleb. All right, let's move on from board games. All right, perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> The Tegra Gosh. vulnerability. I just wanted to bring this up. Uh, they, there's a couple different hacker groups that independently found a vulnerability in the hardware for the NVIDIA Tegra chip that is used in the Switch. And the Shield. And the Shield and like a whole mm-hmm. bunch of other devices that use this then. very common CPU. Um, and essentially... All of the switches that are on the market right now are vulnerable to hacking and there's nothing Nintendo can do about it. Like they can't Amazing. issue a software patch that will fix it. It's in the hardware itself. Wow. Uh, there are references to a new chip that's that's going to fix it um, in the rec- more recent patch notes for the Switch. So eventually the switches on the shelves will be patched. But what would that <laughs> entail like what okay so you can hack into the chip what does that mean for somebody that owns a switch like wh- what would you do uh essentially it gives people access to run unsigned code so eventually you could see uh homebrew stuff or emulators or even to the point of just straight up pirating pirating switch games so just, i i see no downside in this for most yeah <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's kind of bad because most of the systems that get broken open this wide kind of end up dying because their sales yeah. kind of tank. Like PSP, for example, got hacked to right? all crap. And then like the sell- sales for the system were really good, but the sales for the software was terrible. You telling me PSP sales tanked? That can't be right. <laughs> I see so many of them. <laughs> Man, there like everybody's of... got PSPs out. There have been a lot of hardware like vulnerabilities recently that people have found. The cool Between thing this about and the this Nvidia, one and the Intel processors, I guess. Yeah. So the cool thing about this one is that it's for a CPU or an SOC, I guess, that is used in various devices, not just like a specific thing. Right. So people are talking about theoretically they might be able to get Switch games running on like other platforms. Ooh, like the Pixel C. Yeah. Like PC. Or like that's what I'm hearing. My Shield. Yeah. Or something like something that has the same exact processor because they wouldn't necessarily have to emulate it because it's using the same processor. Right. Sounds crazy to me. 
They have a page up. Uh, it's called Pegaswitch. Is there? Apparently, they're just. Here you go. Go check it out. Go look at stuff. Read write memory. An exploit toolkit for the Switch. <laughs> wow. Yep. Very interesting that that is, uh, especially like the cross um, cross hardware aspect of that, that it's not just a Switch, that it's so many other devices. So like, I wouldn't recommend doing anything with it right now until it's been thoroughly tested because there's a couple groups that have already said that they're like, ruining lcd panels and stuff because their <laughs> power calls are wrong for the codes that they're running and stuff like that that's not what you want so <laughs> uh last but not least oh man guys it was an exciting week oh my like two gosh. weeks ago did you finally get some i got my keycaps guys i went oh, back and who I got I them first alex got them first <laughs> i was so pissed off for two days <laughs> Uh, I ordered mine like, like a year and a half here. after he ordered his. I ordered and I got my keycaps in October of 2015. And wow. I finally got them. Yes. That's like longer than it's actually taken Thornwatch to ship. Which is <laughs> wow. That's saying something. <laughs> not you, not you. Oh, man. I mean, it's I taken a say, while, right, Jake? Come on. It, I mean, it, it, sure, but they had to develop a whole board game rather than Has it? Has keycaps. It actually come out <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Almost. Okay. We, right fine. Whatever. I feel whatever. like we probably kickstarted that over two years ago by now. If only there were an easy way to check this. If only yeah, there were a better board game is. than Thornwatch. Oh, wait, there is. Yeah, if only freaking Stuff, Stuff Fables, Fables didn't exist in oh, the no. world. Now Thornwatch is just going to sit on your shelf and you're going to be disappointed because you used to think that was the greatest I mean, board game in the we'll world. we'll probably play it at some point. And before point. that, you thought it was Betrayal at House on the Hill was the greatest board game in the world. Well, when Mice and Mystics came out, I thought it was that. Oh, wait. Or when I right. first Mice played and Mice and, and Mystics. Before that, it was Betrayal at House on the Hill. The problem is Mice and Mystics is really good, but Stuff Fables is just a directly better in every way version of Mice and Mystics. So it's better than like basically Did you literally do an games. entire one hour long podcast analyzing how good Stuff Fables is in regards to a board no, game? No, but like it's probably reasonable a thing to do. <laughs> it's so well designed, man. Okay, so I don't want to get into this, but I don't. No, we shouldn't do it now. We nope, probably shouldn't do it, it now, but I don't see the big deal. Oh my gosh, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, thanks so much for joining us again. A couple things to note right as we leave uh, we're going to be doing a Battle Royale podcast in two weeks. So check that out on the 24th. Um, as well as we're going to be doing a Infinity War podcast, should be coming out next Thursday. Um, just kind of midweek, so keep an eye out for those. Thanks so much, and we will catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. 
We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.